You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome into a Thursday edition of Locked On Balls. I'm your host, Eric Kane, and today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for a special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That is netsuite.com slash NCAA. What a fun game to watch last night. Tennessee jumps out of the gates, 15-2 lead, and then it was a game of runs from there on out, and the Volunteers hold on for the 77-73 win over number 6 Arizona, undefeated no more, are the Wildcats. That's going to be the conversation here in segment one. In segment two, a little conversation about the Tennessee defensive backfield and then a little sports Santa talk to preview what's coming up on tomorrow's show. That is your Thursday rundown. You can find this episode and every episode of Locked on Vols on all your listening platforms every single weekday. It's completely free. And again, I thank you so much for making Locked on Vols your first listen every single day. So without further ado, let's not bear the lead here. John Fulkerson. 24 points, 10 rebounds. He was 8 of 12 from the charity stripe, 8 of 13 from the field. His seventh career double-double, John Fulkerson, carried, carried the University of Tennessee at times against Arizona. What a what a what a game for Folky, right? Um, asked post-game, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, he said that he felt like, or he comments made post-game, he said he felt like he was unstoppable at times against Arizona. And I think it was Mike Wilson of the Knox News Sentinel. He said, when was the last time you felt like that? And Fulkerson said the other not playing Fortnite. So, again, just charismatic, great sense of humor. But that was great to see from John Fulkerson. It has been a minute since we've seen John Fulkerson play like that. You know, really burden the load offensively for Tennessee. Uh, that look in his eyes, that fierce competitiveness. I mean, he's been he's been solid all the time, solid the last couple of years. But really dating back to that 2019 season where Fulkerson – just turned in just great, great efforts. Uh, you know, at the tail end of the season where he was, you know, putting forth an all SEC campaign. So that was great to see. Kennedy Chandler again had a pretty good game. Eight points. He had three rebounds, four assists. Uh, he kind of stuffed the stat sheet a little bit. Not a great night shooting, but he made for it up at the free throw line. But Vescovy, 15 points, not a great night shooting either. Five of 16 from the field, three of 12. But Josiah Jordan James, <clears throat> you guys know me. I am a big James fan. 12 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist, and I uh, think he had a couple of steals as well. But you had 1, 2, 3, 4 players scoring double figures for Tennessee. Uh, Powell had 11 points off the bench. He was 3 of 4 from the field, made a 3-pointer, and was 4 of 6 uh, at the uh, free throw line. Made a couple of uh, critical three th- uh, free throws there towards the end of the game when he, uh, there was a technical foul called on Arizona. But Arizona, it was foul trouble from the get-go. You had... Uh, Mathurin, who was fantastic all night long, really carried everything for Arizona. 28 points, but he fouled out with a couple minutes left in that ball game. You had Terry, you had Tubeless with four fouls each. You had uh, Carissa, and uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I couldn't really hear the TV when I was watching it. And Coloco all have five uh, personal fouls uh, apiece as well. So the foul trouble really hindered Arizona uh, late in that ball game. And Tennessee did what Tennessee does, took advantage and did it uh, in the right way. Really, eight players played for Tennessee on the night, a whole lot of minutes. You had Ziegler off the bench, played 13 minutes. 
yeah, Powell off the bench playing 26 minutes, and you had Plofsic off the bench playing 10 minutes. Uh, Bailey Jr. came in, had one minute at a time. Huntley Hatfield didn't play an awful lot. He had two minutes logged, but it was really just an eight-man rotation <clears throat> in Tennessee. It was working for Tennessee in this basketball game. The Volunteers shot 39% from the field, 29% from three, which is not great, a seven for 24 tally. At one point in time, Tennessee was really good at shooting free throws, but as the game went on, it kind of got back to the same old, same old, 18-27. Just not great in terms of a free throw shooting effort, but it was enough. Again, 77-73, the final score. Tennessee, only 13 turnovers for 17 turnovers for uh, Arizona. Tennessee out-rebounded. Uh, the Wildcats by a total of two, 40 to 38. Tennessee scored 13 points off second chance opportunities. The Volunteers grabbed 16 offensive rebounds that put four through those second chance points. Uh, Wildcats scored 22 points off fast breaks, but the Volunteers had five blocks uh, to go along with eight steals in this one. Uh, Tennessee led throughout the entire game. Uh, it was tied for just a little over a minute a minute three is what we'll call it but Tennessee led for 38 minutes and 57 seconds uh, in this basketball game so it was the fast start jumping off 15 to 12 or 15 to 2 excuse me and Arizona made its runs don't get me wrong Arizona made its runs outscored Tennessee 52 to 43 in the second half but the volunteers were able to gain separation when needed and able to hold on for uh, this victory so uh, this is a big win for Tennessee. Arizona was previously undefeated. Like Rob said on the uh, the prior show, uh, on the preview show yesterday, haven't really played in a whole lot of teams, but was number one in Ken Palm, was, uh, uh, was, or number one in the net, was number seven in Ken Palm, number six in the AP. This is a good win for the University of Tennessee. And when you look at the no-show against Villanova, when you look at the rock fight against Texas Tech, this win against Arizona, coupled with the win against Carolina, kind of makes up for those. Not all the way. Tennessee still didn't didn't get off the bus against Villanova. But a win like this kind of makes you feel better, and it kind of shows you that, okay, Tennessee is not just all talk. Tennessee has the depth, has the rotation, has what it takes to beat good teams. So moving forward, it's about what you do from this game if you're Tennessee. You're going into SEC play. Next week, you're going to play. You're going to score off against Alabama. And as Rob said again on that preview, you couldn't dream of a worse scenario to start SEC play on the road in Tuscaloosa against this Alabama a basketball team. A little hot and cold, but you know what it's capable of. So now the real test starts. Didn't beat Villanova. Didn't beat Texas Tech, though it was a great defensive effort. Responded well after the Villanova loss and took down North Carolina. And now you defeat Arizona, an Arizona team that was number six in the land and previously undefeated after, again, a Herculean effort from Matherin in this ballgame. 28 points, and he was only one of two players to score in double figures uh, in this basketball game. Tennessee did a fantastic job holding Tublis to only six points. He was held scoreless for much of the game, really didn't get those six points until later on in the second half before you know really getting into some serious foul trouble. That guy averaging 16 points a game. So... Job well done for Tennessee, and again, this is only going to help its resume moving forward when we're looking back in late March about sacking up resumes and deciding where Tennessee fits into the seating uh, for the March Madness Tournament. So great win for Tennessee. Next up, we'll be on the road at Alabama. All right, when we come back, we'll talk a little Tennessee football, then get into Sports Santa to conclude the show. But before all that, guys, this is it. It's the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on outdated spreadsheets and financing software? 
To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of the competition. 93% of survey businesses have increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com locked. That's netsuite.com locked for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for powering your growth. netsuite.com locked. Hey guys, want to say thank you once again for making Locked On Vols your first listen every single day. And I want you to make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, draft analysis, all that and more. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview. It begins this Friday. That is the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. Remember, Sports Santa, that's coming up all day on tomorrow's show. We will discuss what you want from Sports Santa on all three uh, on three all three segments tomorrow and I'm going to give you a little bit of mine here and explain more detail in segment number 3 coming up here in just a few minutes. But I uh, wanted to talk a little Tennessee football here in segment 2. Uh my good buddy Will Rab, uh, he has uh, helped me out an awful lot. He is formerly of Cumulus Knoxville where I worked. We never worked together, but uh, he certainly knows uh, the, the the hallways that I walk down every single day, the studios I go into. Um, he is the assistant program director and promotions manager uh, for 939 The Buck and the Rooster 104, or excuse me, 101.5 in uh, Winchester, Tennessee. And he sent me some audio. They did a meet and greet at a local car dealership with former Tennessee quarterback Alante Taylor. And it was kind of for fans to come out there and check him out. He's from the Winchester area, went to a high school in that area. So it was the time for fans to come out and, you know, sign and, uh, you know, post for pictures and all that stuff with Alante Taylor. And Will got a chance to interview him, ask a couple questions. And here is part of that conversation with Alante Taylor from Will Rab. Check out Will at Rab Will on Twitter. Yeah, so uh, I feel like I had a, my best year was this year. Um, I did a lot of good things. I felt like I put a lot of good things on film and, um, you know, just going from the season I had and kind of talking to my coaches and kind of talking to different agents, uh, I feel like it was the best decision for me. Uh, I feel like I'm in the best position I could be in, and it can only go up from here going into the Senior Bowl um, and then going into the NFL Combine and Pro Day. As said, I know you're you're proud that uh, your teammates are going to get to play in the Music City Bowl mm-hmm. in Nashville, and I know you're proud of how you were able to help them get to those seven wins and uh, get Tennessee back in the bowl game. Yeah, uh, it's exciting, man. I'm excited for those boys. Uh, I went and practiced in practice this past Sunday uh, and just kind of loved on those guys before I came back home, before I leave out Monday to go to Arizona. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping to be able to make it to the bowl game. Uh, those guys worked so hard. It didn't just come from me. You know, everybody has 11, and offense and defensive guys did it together. So excited for those boys, um, cheering for those boys, and I can't wait to see them play. And uh, finally, talk a little bit about what it was uh, like to play uh, for Coach Heupel and uh, – how things look uh, for the future with him leading the way. Uh, yeah, Coach I was a great guy, uh, coach who told us a lot of things at the beginning and kind of capitalized on that throughout the year. A loving coach, a player's coach, um, a guy that I would love to play for for four years if I had the opportunity. So excited I got to be a part of that staff, um, and I'm looking forward to see what Tennessee does from here on out. Again, that was audio courtesy of Will Rabb. And I appreciate him for uh, listening to the podcast. He makes Locked On Balls his first listen every single day. Uh, smart man, so you should you should be like Will Rab. 
Uh, and uh, good stuff there from Alante Taylor, kind of discussing why now is the time uh, to declare for the NFL draft to to make this move. He thought, and I would agree with him, he thought this was his best year. He had the best tape, and uh, he thought it was, you know, now is a good time to go ahead and take that journey, go into the Senior Bowl, accept that invitation, and then try to go into the uh, the Combine and the Pro Days and all that type of stuff completely healthy uh, to put his best foot forward in terms of the NFL draft. So I think it was the right decision for him, and I think mostly uh, I think Tennessee fans would agree that uh, this was a good call for Alante Taylor. But with Alante Taylor now gone, this opens up a huge need at cornerback moving forward, and not just for the 2022 season. No, there's a game to be played next Thursday against Purdue in the Music City Bowl, and there's a huge question mark in who's going to play in place of Alante Taylor. So the other cornerback that was a starter for the majority of the year, Warren Burrell, uh, he met with the media earlier uh, in, in the week, and I'm going to have a story coming out uh, on him sometime today at VolQuest.com. You can check it out about just him ascending into that role, picking up where Alante Taylor left off. Um, I didn't realize this, but you know Warren Burrell, he is he's started quite a few games at the University of Tennessee. In three years, he's played in 28 games. He's had 19 starts. I forgot that he was thrust into action as a true freshman a couple years ago. I guess in that 2019 season, and he started a couple games last year because of injuries to Taylor, because of injuries to Bryce Thompson. Uh, at one point in time, Bryce Thompson was so beat up that you know, he moved over and played a little bit of star, and Warren Burrell played in his place at cornerback. Um, and so it, it's, uh, I, I, it's just it, he's a full-time starter this year, but it kind of dawned on me just the other day when I was writing the story that, man, he's played a whole lot of football, and I, I think he's grown. I think he's gotten better. Uh, certainly down the stretch this past season, he was a weak link in Tennessee secondary. Uh, you saw South Alabama. You saw Vanderbilt continuously go t- to his side of the field, pick on him, and try to and try to stretch him vertically to try to test him to see if they could keep up with the um, oh gosh, I forgot the the really really good receiver uh, Colberts. Uh, you know, I forgot his first name, but maybe Traylon Colberts of South Alabama. Uh, you know, with Vanderbilt, and, and I think Wondell Robinson had a, had a you know some some good days against. Uh, Warren Burrell, you know, back in that Kentucky game as well. But, you know, overall, it's not like he's been perfect this year. He's not. Um, I thought he had a really, really good camp. But he's made some plays. He's been consistent and all that type of stuff. You look at his pro football focus grade, Warren Burrell graded out about a 68 this year, which is, you know, right around that average starter grade. Uh, his tackling was really, really good. His run, his run defense was good. His coverage skills wasn't horrible, uh, but it was lacking a little bit. And, of course, you you play quarterback. You can't get beat deep. You can't be get beat over the top. You got one job that's don't let anybody behind you. All that type of stuff. The old football adage. Uh, but you know he he struggled a little bit. But he's Tennessee's most experienced defensive back. Um, he is well. You know right now you still have Trayvon Flowers. We'll see what he decides to do. And Jalen McCullough's played a lot of football. But he is certainly in terms of cornerback. He's Tennessee's most experienced cornerback. And you know he's a guy that when meeting with the media earlier this week, he talked about you know and things he learned from Alante Taylor and those before him is not just how to compete on game day, but how to approach practice, how to approach the film room, how to approach the weight room, his nutrition, all that type of stuff. He says those are the things you got to be. Uh, you got to be a pro at if you want to be a pro. Simply, if you want to make it to the National Football League, you got to attack Sunday through Friday just as hard as you attack Saturday. And I think that is a fantastic mindset to have. It's a very mature mindset to have, um, and, and Warren Burrell has that. And so he spoke on that a little bit, and I think he's eager. Uh, he's got the ad, he, he said that he just tries to get better every single day. He knows uh, this is a quote from uh, Warren Burrell that kind of ended his um, – his his media availability, you know, the other day in terms of his play and in terms of how he thought he did this year. 
Uh, he said, for me personally, I tend to be hard on myself. There are a lot of things that I feel like I can improve on, those things that I'm going to continue to work on to improve. It's just a day-by-day -day process. You're not going to be perfect. You're not going to go out there and fix all the adjustments overnight. Each day during practice, meetings lift. I do the best of my ability. The results will show eventually if you keep at it. I've been focused hard on that. And that's good. It's inch by inch, right? Um, and I think that he's overall he's had a solid career. He's not been a game-breaker. He's not been an all-SEC type player. But could he turn that switch? Could he flip that switch in his senior year next year? Tennessee's going to need him to. But as for the short-term fix, you'll have Warren Burrell on one side. Who's going to play that other cornerback spot for Tennessee against Purdue? Mind you, a Purdue team that throws for over 320 yards a game. They run for just 84 yards a game. And yes, David Bell, the All-American wide receiver, is not going to play. But you know Jeff Brom's going to be airing it out. And so if teams have already been channeling in on Warren Burrell as the weak link... You know, what are they going to do with a brand new corner, right? So it's you know a lot, a lot of things are looming here in terms of how this game is going to play out. Uh, the obvious choice will be Kamal Haddon, uh, the cornerback uh, that's you know filled in. He's made a couple starts. He I think he started at uh, was it Kentucky or it might have been Alabama. I think he started at Alabama in place for Warren Burrell, who was out with an injury. Um, he's gotten a whole lot of playing time this year. Could it be Brandon Turnage, who's been more of a star player, been more of an inside player? Uh, here of late, but came to Tennessee as a cornerback transfer from from Alabama. Uh, could it be Kenneth George Jr., who will have exhausted all of his eligibility by the time the Music City Bowl is over with, but he is also an option. He barely got to play it all this year, but he's played a lot in his past. Um, Deshaun Rucker is also a true freshman that uh, is, is, is continuing to get reps and reps and reps. You're bringing in some more options for 2022 in spring practice and beyond. You're bringing in Christian Harrison, son of... Uh, Former All-Pro NFL safety Rodney Harrison. You're bringing in junior junior cornerback Desmond Williams, who is just nothing but a ball hawk, and he's great on special teams as well. I'm really excited to watch him play. Um, and I, I've mentioned that before on this podcast. So there are some in-house options. Could Tennessee continue to look through, uh, via the transfer portal? Of course it could. Um, I think Tennessee would likely try to find a safety, maybe before a corner. And, you know, I'm not a head coach. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're looking for both. Um, but those are some of those in-house options and, and help coming uh, on the way that that could you know try to try to fill in for Alante Taylor. So as far as the Purdue game in the Music City Bowl, could be a rotating door. Could see Kamal Haddon. Could see Brandon Turnage. Could see a little Sean Rucker. Could see a little Kenneth George. But Warren Burrell will be should be the consistent on the other side, and uh, he's looking to pick up the pace and pick up the slack for Alante Taylor not only next Thursday but also next year in 2022 uh, as well. All right, Sports Santa. I've mentioned it all week long. What exactly is it? And I will give you an example of what a Sports Santa wish will be on the other side because we're doing it all Friday, the entire show. I want a lot of participation here. So if you haven't already, DM me, reply to these tweets, all that type of stuff. Give me your Sports Santa. We'll talk about it on the other side. But uh, before we get into that, I want to remind you about uh, Bet Online. Okay, it's got you covered for this holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. This football concludes its march through the College Bowl season and into the Pro Football uh, Playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all your sports action this season. Head on over to the website or check that mobile device. Sign up today and you'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus. 
from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all these new amazing offers available right now. Bet online, it is where the game starts. One final segment here on a Thursday Lockdown Vols. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Vols your first listen. Again, I'm your host, Eric Kane. And you can find this podcast, you can find me, and this is important for what we're doing here for tomorrow's show, at underscore Kaner and at Locked on Vol. So, I've been teasing it all week long, really. I've talked about it a little bit on the show. I've done a little bit on social media. But tomorrow, we are going to do Sports Santa. It's something that uh, you know one of my, my co-workers at the Sports Animal brought to Knoxville when he came back from Iowa. And I, I just think that it's a fantastic... Uh, engagement segment, interaction segment. I think it's something we always have a whole lot of fun with. And it's a little bit more open-ended on the radio, but we're going to do it here on Locked On Vols. So we have Santa. Santa will be with us on tomorrow's podcast. Yeah, the guy with the big belly, except instead of being donned in red, he will have a big orange suit on. He'll have a big orange jacket on. He'll have a big orange hat on. He will be your volunteer version of Sports Santa. And if you could ask Sports Santa, if you can ask Vol Santa, anything in the world to grant for your Tennessee fandom or anything that's related to your Tennessee fandom, what would it be? I think the graphic I put out on social media uh, earlier in the week was, you know, like forever 10 win seasons, you know, or a Final Four appearance or, uh, you know, just something of that nature. Could it be Josh Heupel is the head coach at Tennessee until he retires? Could it be Kelly Harper wins a national championship for the Lady Vols? Could it be Tony Vitello gets back to the College World Series this June? Um, you know, that is a realistic possibility. Kelly Harper winning a, a, a national title, it's a realistic opportunity. And heck, heck, I mean, the Lady Vols are up to number seven in the country right now, and they're playing shorthanded. Um, so maybe that's not the most realistic possibility. These can be realistic. They can be non-realistic. And sometimes your interpretation of realistic could be non-realistic to me. And that's okay. And vice versa. That's the beautiful thing about sports dog, right? Um, but what would it be for you? Could it be for you know Tennessee football to have eight regular season wins next year? That doesn't seem too ambitious. What about 10? Well, if Tennessee has 10 regular season wins next year, that means you're beating for sure one of your big rivals. And it means you're probably beating LSU, too, because I still don't see Tennessee beating Georgia and Alabama next year. That means you're beating LSU. That means you're beating Florida. That means you're taking care of business against uh, Pittsburgh. It means you're taking care of business against everybody else in the SEC. It's not out of the realm of possibility that that could happen. Um, Maybe that's how you see Tennessee's 2022 season going, and that's fine. Is that your sports Santa wish for tomorrow? Could it be that Hendon Hooker wins the Heisman? Um I think he'll be in the conversation at least. I want to see exactly how deep in the conversation that he will be. We'll have to see exactly how much success that Tennessee has that can kind of put him in position. We'll have to see exactly how big of a step he takes from year one in the system to year two. But Hendon Hooker being a Heisman Trophy winner, that could be your wish for Sports Santa. Could it be that Tennessee's defense figures some things out, gets some reinforcements, and Tennessee finds a linebacker in the transfer portal? Whatever the case may be, could it be for to get Jared Verse via the transfer portal, the most sought after, um, you know, pass rusher right now in the transfer portal? 
uh, that could be your sports Santa wish. So these are all types of examples of what I'm talking about. It could it could be as simple as Tennessee winning the national championship, Tennessee making a Final Four, uh, Tennessee going to a New Year's Six Bowl game, Tennessee representing the East in the uh, SEC championship, all the way to you know a ten win seasons for the next five years. Whatever, I mean, it's your wish. You can make it however you would like it. So here's my sports Santa wish. Okay, I think you guys know me. All right, I grew up in East Tennessee. I grew up going to Tennessee football games with my dad. I grew up going to Thompson Bowling Arena in the late 90s whenever, uh, you know, late 90s, early 2000s when Buzz, Buzz Peterson was the coach. And, you know, we would buy tickets for up top and they say, come on down. And you go and, and take over the first, you know, couple of rows in the seat because no, in, in the arena because nobody went. So I have a lot of fond memories of Tennessee growing up. I really, really do. Um, honestly, when I got to college, and, and I know hashtag Uncle Rico, we'll go down that road again. But when I got to college, I was doing the same exact things that the University of Tennessee athletes were doing. So I wasn't like fanboying out over them anymore because I was doing the same thing they were doing. I just wasn't going up against the same competition. And that's fine. But as far as the workload, as far as the training regimen, all that type of stuff, I was like, why on earth would I want to sit here and fanboy out over them when I'm the same age and I'm doing the same things, just at a different level? So that was kind of my mindset then. And then when I got out of there, I started working in the media. I have a very unbiased approach. Um, sometimes you can see it, you know, you can see my, my former Tennessee volunteer fandom, you know, you know, that, that, that flame kind of fan a little bit. And it's never that I'm rooting against Tennessee. It's just that I'm, I'm very, very positioned in my approach to be unbiased. And, and I hope that comes across on the airwaves, but I'm never rooting against Tennessee. When you're in this position and you talk behind a microphone, a lot of people just say if they'll, they'll hang on to something that you say that they simply don't agree with. And it's fine. It comes with the territory. It is what it is. But they will forever hold that one comment or that one take, if you will, against you. So it's funny because one day I'll have people saying that I am, I am, you know, orange shaded sunglasses. I am way too lenient, way too soft on Tennessee right now, and I need to get a grip. The next day I will have people saying, "Gosh, man, you're so negative. You're so negative. You're too negative. I can't believe you hate Tennessee." So it literally, I you when you get a little bit of both, I feel like you're doing the job correctly, right? But for me, I like you guys. I appreciate you guys, um, and you know it is what it is. Numbers are good for business. I'm not. I'm not going to act like that's not a thing. I mean, that's same with radio, same with podcasting. Listens, downloads are great for business. It helps me, and that's why I'm so appreciative of all you guys. So, in return, I want I want you guys to be happy, and I know a lot of these things will make you happy. So, for me, in that regard, gosh, can Tennessee beat Florida next year? I, I still don't know if Tennessee can beat Georgia. I still I, I can Tennessee give Georgia a run for its money? Absolutely. Can Tennessee beat Alabama next year? I don't know. Bryce Young's coming back, third year quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner. You know that they, they just got Jameer Gibbs through the transfer portal. They've got a lot of weapons. It, it was it is what it is. But can Tennessee beat Florida? That is starting over, first year head coach, still have will, t- will still have tons and tons of talent, but it's one of the big three and it's one of your rivals. So for me, it's going to be simple, but my wish for Sports Santa, Tennessee Volunteer related, would be can Tennessee football beat Florida next year? That is what I'm asking for because I know it would make you guys so happy. And I think it would go a long way. It would only be like the what? The third win against uh, ten, against Florida since 01. I mean, that's incredible. That is incredible. Tennessee beating Florida in 2022 football, that is my wish for Sports Santa, and I think it's a great chance and great opportunity for Tennessee next year to, to get that done. I think it's very, very realistic. So that would be my Sports Santa wish. 
What is your Sports Santa wish? I want you to tweet me. I want you to DM me at LockedOnVols, at underscore Kaner, hashtag it Sports Santa. Tell me what you want this Christmas Tennessee-related from Santa. Someone already DM'd me, and I, I thought it was hilarious, and I can't wait to say it on tomorrow's show, but it was about Tennessee's rival. It was about that team down in Tuscaloosa. I think it's so funny. Um, it can be about anybody else. Your, your most hated fan base is in the SEC. It can be about other players at other schools. It can be about other coaches at other schools. Whatever the case may be, just, you know, it, it relates to Tennessee. What is your one wish for Sports Santa this year? We're going to talk about it all three segments on a Christmas Eve Locked On Balls, and that's coming up tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for making Locked On Balls your first listen. Locked On Bets, it's coming up next. Make that your second listen with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Locked On Balls every single day, every single weekday, mind you, five days a week, and that is available on all podcast platforms. Guys, thanks so much. Really, really appreciate it. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. Can't wait to talk with you again here on Locked On Balls.